Hi, I'm Dmitro Shvets, your host at the Start Global Insights, where I interview local experts in different countries about local insights and international expansion experience. Today we will hear the story of the Ukrainian company with the truly unique product that has managed to enter the US market and other 40 countries around the world. My guest today is Daniel Tonkopi, the CEO and founder of Delfast, the producer of e-bikes and the Guinness World Record holder for the longest range on a single charge. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Dmitro. Thank you for having me here. Tell me, please, about the Delfast uh, for those who don't know the company and the history. Yeah, uh, definitely. Delfast is an e-bike manufacturer. We develop, produce and sell uh, electric bicycles. Uh, we have our headquarters in Los Angeles. Uh, I'm in LA. I created Delfast in 2014. And initially, the idea of the company was fast delivery. You order a smartphone and my couriers would bring it to you within one hour. And that's why I called it Delfast, because we deliver fast. Clear. And we're trying to find the best transportation uh, for our couriers. Cars, they they stuck in traffic. They cannot fit in one hour. Motorcycles, you have to pay for gas and they pollute air. It's not ecological uh, friendly. Uh, and uh, bicycles, uh, like pedal bicycles, they are not good because couriers are getting tired. So I thought, oh, electric bicycles, that could be a solution. It was in Ukraine, yeah? Yes, in Kiev, Ukraine. Okay. So me and my partner, we started to use electric bicycles, but we quickly realized that uh, all e-bikes uh, had small range, less than 30 miles on a single charge, and we needed 130 miles. So we, we tried to solve our own problem. We started to develop e-bikes, and uh, over time, we started to produce and sell bikes uh, as a separate business. And uh, in 2020, we sold our courier part of the business <laughs> during the COVID lockdown. So we became uh, a bike production company rather than a, a courier service. So this is our story in, in a few words. <laughs> Interesting how you switched from the problem actually to solving this problem with, uh, with uh, this type of solution. And you have initially started your sales in Ukraine or you, you figured out that uh, it should be the whole world as a market. Uh, well, when we worked as a courier service, we sold our services to Ukrainian online stores, Ukrainian Amazons, let's say, and uh, Ukrainian banks were delivering their cards with our couriers, Ukrainian printing houses and all other corporate clients. Yes, that was a Ukrainian uh, company. But then in 2017, we started to sell e-bikes. And uh, we launched our sales through Kickstarter crowdfunding platform. So apparently we went to the global market and we, we found that 80% of our customers on Kickstarter were from America, from the United States, like 15% from the European Union and the rest is the rest. So we understood that time that, oh, okay, North America is our largest market. So we have to be here. And after several years, we moved here. So America is still our largest market and we are here. We decided to be closer to our clients, to our customers. So you selected your first market because of the sales on Kickstarter? Uh, yeah, this was uh, in initial sales uh, analytics. And then after several years, we still saw this, this kind of proportion. 
Mm -hmm. And what about these 40 countries apart from US? How did you select those countries to enter in? Anyone can go to our website, delfastbikes.com, and see our beautiful bikes, order them, and we will deliver it to almost any place in the world. We don't supply to Russia. So your main sales channel is the website? Uh, before the previous year, we sold 100% of our bikes through our own website. But in September 2021, uh, we moved our headquarters from Kiev to Los Angeles, and we started to build our dealership network. So we signed contract with uh, almost 30 bike dealers in the U.S. and with about uh, 25 dropshippers, like online stores uh, in the U.S. So now we have our B2D sales, like uh, dealership sales. It, it makes uh, up to 30% right now. So 70% our website and 30% uh, dealership network. Mm -hmm. And so the sales to other countries go to the, uh, through the website? Yes, yes, website. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we cover, uh, we have clients in Australia, in South Africa, in Japan, uh, in uh, Middle East countries. Uh, we supply our e-bikes to the Mexican police. So while you are selling uh, through your website to these 40 countries, do you have any kind of a focus uh, country where you promote your products uh, or it is just like global promotion? Because I, I believe that it would cost quite a lot if you, can, if you will promote it globally. So you should still be focused on some markets. Definitely. Yes, we are a small company. We are a startup. And uh, we don't have uh, such huge amount of resources to promote in all the countries. At one moment, we decided, uh, we thought that we cannot focus on all the markets. We have to choose something. To use like Pareto rules, 80-20. And uh, as far as we realized that we have 80% of sales in the US. So we decided that we have to start from here. We have to develop, to grow up in America. It's it's huge market. It's a multi-billion, tens of billion dollars uh, market for e-bikes in America. So we have a lot of space to grow, a lot of customers, and uh, we have a lot to do here. Then when we achieve some remarkable results in America, we will go to other markets. And why did you move the headquarters to US? Uh, is it needed uh, to have uh, like a local representative uh, office to sell? We were selling our bikes from Kiev, from Kiev office. Uh, yeah, we had our sales managers, customer support there, R&D, etc. But first we had time difference. We had to shift our working shifts in Kiev. Uh, we, we switched to the evening, in, evening work. But this was, wasn't enough. We had to be closer to our customers, to our clients. We had to communicate with them. We had to speak with uh, bike dealers. And they told us a lot of interesting things. You actually shifted your focus to B2B clients and then the sales from distance uh, did not work well in, in this case. Yeah? So you, need, you needed to, to meet uh, like face-to-face uh, -to -face your clients. Of course. When you speak with dealers, uh, they want to see you. They want to be sure that you will bring them spare parts if needed. Uh, they, they want to call you in case of uh, something happened with the client's bikes. And the dealer... He wants to be sure that we are here, that we will respond to his request shortly. Mm -hmm. At least we are in the same time zone. And uh, as, as the best, uh, we should have uh, all the stock, all the bikes here on the stock, all the spare parts and support and everything. So, yes, this is really important. How do you think from your experience being in States 
and selling states for those who just begin to review the U.S. market as the target market. Would it be possible for them to start not being present in U.S. physically? Yes, uh, this is how we worked uh, in 2018 and 2020. Uh, but my advice for for myself, if uh, I ca- if I could uh, give an advice to to younger me, I would tell to myself, Daniel, go to the U.S. as fast as you can. So if we would had uh, an opportunity to move to the U.S. earlier, we should have done this. Mm-hmm. And coming back to this market, how do you sell there, especially in B2B? What is the process or like the roadmap? How did you start? Uh, yeah, and, and how do you do it now? And maybe what mistakes were done at, at the beginning? Uh, well, it's a lot of legwork. One and a half year ago, me and our chief revenue officer, Sergey, we came from Kiev to several states of the US to analyze this market and to make a decision where we will settle our headquarters. So we picked several states, Florida, New York, Texas, California, and we traveled a lot of them to understand the sales, to understand the customers. And we realized that about 40% of our sales volume uh, comes from California. So we realized, okay, we have to be here. And then uh, answering your question, we called to potential dealers, to bike stores. We called from Kiev and uh, arranged appointments. Hey guys, we are coming to California. We want to see you. We have a proposal for you. Let's discuss the sales of our bikes. And they were responsive. They were really open. They were interested in, in our bikes. And uh, we arranged uh, like tens of uh, appointments. So we had pretty tough schedule. We had to, up to 10 meetings a day in Los Angeles, in San Francisco, in other cities. And we met with bike dealers. Like we brought our bike, we showed our bike to these dealers and we discussed with them their commission, the terms, the marketing um, support, etc., etc. And I would say that more than 50% were interested uh, in our bikes. So they had some feedback. So we started to discuss the contracts and uh, step by step, when we settled up our office here, we signed contracts with many of them. So the conversion rate is kind of uh, quite big. So 50% of leads converted to, to potentially interested companies, yeah? Exactly, yes, yes. And uh, I would say maybe half of this uh, 50% uh, signed contracts at the end of the day. So that was really good, yeah. Cool. And you traveled uh, between the offices of your potential uh, partners on uh, e-bikes. <laughs> well, uh, there are far distances uh, here in Los Angeles and generally in America. So we... We rented a car, we put a bike uh, inside the car and we pulled out the e-bike out of our minivan every time we, we visited. Some, several quarters before, yeah, so just, yes, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, showing yeah. that you are <laughs> riding this long distances with your e-bike. <laughs> yeah, we just came from Texas on an e-bike, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's strange. And, I, and we need your electricity, yeah, so just to recharge. <laughs> yes, yes. And just to, to show our uh, huge range that we can we can cover on a single charge. Yeah. But still interesting, yes. What, what was the most difficult in this uh, first contacts? Uh, because uh, I hear that it is quite difficult to, to do this cold sales. Yes, just to reach a person and make an appointment, it is a challenge. Well, uh, 
I'm recalling these uh, times and what we did. We just opened Google Maps and uh, trying to search uh, bicycle stores, mm-hmm. bicycle stores, motorcycle stores, auto dealers, and not uh, all of them were responsive. Like uh, auto dealers, they didn't want to sell electric bikes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we had like close to zero responses from auto dealers. Motorcycle stores, they had slight interest. We had an assumption that uh, motorcycle stores, they would like to sell electric motorcycles, but we were wrong. Uh, Most of them, they don't want to switch from oil motorcycle sales to electric. Not all of them. We have several uh, motorcycle stores among our great dealers, but generally motorcycles, it's different audience. And then we found uh, that bicycle stores are ready to shift to electric bikes. And uh, bicycle uh, customers, bicycle riders are looking for something more, not just pedaling bikes, but uh, having uh, pedal-assisted bikes. And then they shift to e-bikes. So we had this kind of research, and we we didn't have uh, this 50% response response rate uh, all the time. No, Uh, we had to find this. And then probably we should have found uh, some uniqueness in order to to make them interested. Like uh, when we called them, uh, we were always saying, hey guys, we are the Guinness World Records holder for the longest distance, etc., etc." Of course, it, uh, it attracts attention. Uh, but the most important thing, why they answered our phone calls, is because we helped them to earn money. I think this is the main reason. And you packaged this message in, in your like sales pitch. Yes, basically, yes, we described how they can earn more money with our product. Mm-hmm. Then they became interested and arranged meeting, and then we were digging deeper in, into the details on the meeting. But this is always the main point, how they can make more money uh, with your product. Mm-hmm. Coming back to this uh, phrase about the world Guinness record, this is a part of your marketing strategy, or how did you come to this point? And how do you now support your sales with marketing activities in the U.S.? Yeah, in 2017, when we launched our Kickstarter crowdfunding campaign, uh, we had our tagline, our uniqueness, that our bikes can ride 370 kilometers on a single charge. And all this big media like Mashable, Tech Insider, and others wrote their articles that an electric bike from Ukraine drives more than Tesla 3. So, yeah, we, we could go farther than Tesla. So that, that was a really captive uh, tagline. But uh, some people, uh, they, they said, ah, this is scammers. Uh, this couldn't be true. So it's fake. It's all false. No, don't believe them. But it was true. Uh, but they didn't believe us. They said it's fake. So we had to establish an official record. We invited all the Guinness Book record representatives, journalists, uh, and we actually did it. So we proved that we are actually the best in the world. Okay, cool. Uh, and coming back to this marketing uh, mm-hmm. actually question about US, how it is important to support your sales with some marketing communication at the local market? And if yes, then how is the best way to do? Um, yeah, of course, it's really important. It's really important to have a clear message because every single customer would would like to know 
uh, how's our product better than other than competitors' product? And we are telling them, hey guys, we are number one in the world in terms of range. This is just one. Second, uh, not only this, uh, we established a Bonneville speed record in a salt uh, desert. Uh, uh, we developed uh, with our fantastic Ukrainian uh, inventor, Sergei Malik. Uh, we developed an e-bike, uh, electric motorcycle, and established a speed record. So we are number one in the world in terms of speed as well. We won several European electric marathons. So there were marathons for electric cars and electric motorcycles. And we won. Uh, we received gold, golden medals for several of these marathons. So uh, uh, we develop a lot of uh, technologies in electric vehicle sphere and implement them into our product. So our e-bikes are really smart. They have uh, own proprietary electronics, mobile computer with GPS tracking and mobile app and everything. Like if someone will try to steal this bike, then uh, a bike will send push notification to owner's smartphone saying, hey, please check your bike. Uh, something is going on. Something's happening. So uh, we, we have a lot of technologies, a lot of uniqueness in our bikes, and we communicate this to our customers. So this is not just a question of marketing itself, but it's about communication, what we uh, tell to our customers, to our dealers, to, uh, to, on, to online stores. This is how we uh, differentiate our product from others. And we are saying that, hey, guys, you see, we are number one. We are better than others in this and that. What are the main channels of communication in the U.S.? What, what channels do you use for to deliver this message to your clients? Uh, our, we have maybe three main channels. First is uh, search engine optimization. So Google, people are searching for, for a product, for a bike, for an e-bike in our case. And they go to Google and trying to, to find e-bike in Los Angeles, e-bike in Dallas, etc. E-bike with, uh, with high speed, e-bike, etc., etc., etc. So thousands of uh, search requests. Mm -hmm. So we have about 40% of our traffic to our website coming from the search engines. Second uh, important part is uh, advertising. Uh, Google ads and Facebook ads and other paid promotions. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe 25% or something, 27% uh, of our customers comes from paid ads. This is our second largest channel. And the third, last but not the least, uh, another 25% uh, is uh, PR activity, uh, articles, media. Uh, so semi-free promotion. Like we don't pay for these articles in uh, Forbes, for example. Yeah, Forbes wrote several articles about us. American Forbes, I mean, and Ukrainian uh, Forbes, of course. Uh, we have we had a lot of articles in Ukrainian media, in American media, in TechCrunch. Bloomberg wrote about us. Bloomberg, and we didn't pay uh, any single cent for this article. They saw my post in Facebook, how we support Ukrainian army, and they published it. And then we had a lot of other publications in, the, in TechCrunch and The Verge, Mashable, Insider, and etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So top-tier uh, media. And this gave us 1.5 billion contacts this year. So, yeah, PR activity is a huge resource. 
1.5 billion contacts, 1.5 billion impression. You just have to give interesting content to journalists and they would be happy to share this. So this is our three main channels. And I think that supports also the dealer sales as well, yes? Yeah, of course. We have a lot of our activity. I mean, we have email marketing. We we give some uh, printed materials to our dealers. We support, uh, we show our bikes at road shows, uh, like at uh, expos. Like at C- we showed our bikes at CES in Las Vegas in January this year. And we were presented at Electrify Expo in Long Beach in, in June. And we have... Uh, cooperation with youtube bloggers we have a lot of like hundreds of different uh, uh, types of advertising and promotion but i just listed three main activities which give us the most so you are experimenting uh, with with channels yeah, and then selecting those that are working the best exactly absolutely and you said that actually you are doing all the advertising for dealers as well so it is not like you you just found the dealer signed the contract and then uh, it's up to them to promote and sell. Of course, it never works uh, in that in that way. We should support them. We should ask the question. We should help them with uh, some paid advertising uh, in Google, with some printed materials, with some promo, etc. So uh, they should have uh, some instruments to help uh, selling our bikes. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, for example, if we have dealer in Sacramento. Uh, and we don't have uh, other dealers in Sacramento, so or we would we, we may tune our Google Ads in Sacramento area uh, and uh, lead uh, potential customers to this specific dealer in Sacramento. So this is not just our general brand or advertising, but uh, advertising that helps to sell bikes uh, in in a dealer's store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, you have to do this. Okay, yeah, because in, in most cases, uh, exporters do think that uh, the, ba- the main thing is to find a dealer. It's just the first step. So they are just the sales channel, yeah, but, but you need to, to, to make your job till the user of the bike. Yes, you, you have to communicate with your dealer. Uh, if you have, for example, uh, we have a promotion. And uh, if a customer goes to our website and sees the price, like cut off $500, and then if he goes to a dealer's store, he is expecting to see the same discount, right? And a dealer should be aware of this promotion. So several days or weeks before this promo starts, you have to communicate this promo to your dealers to explain uh, him this mechanic of the promo. So he could, he could explain this to his customers. So it's constant, it's continuous work with uh, dealers. You should always speak, communicate with them, trying to find uh, how you can make more money together, what you should do better, what you should change in your business model, maybe in your promotion, maybe. So it's uh, every day's work. Mm -hmm. Clear. And all these marketing activities and sales uh, you are doing with uh, your own Ukrainian team or you hired uh, somebody local? Uh, we have a marketing team both in uh, California and in Ukraine. So we found a marketing professional who helps to, to develop our website, to develop our sales, uh, marketing in terms of sales, uh, to, uh, to improve our customer acquisition. And uh, she's local, she's uh, American. Also, we have a local PR agency. Uh, they're based in San Francisco area. 
in Bay Area, and they help us to communicate with uh, journalists, uh, with editors in America, with Forbes, etc. Uh, and also we have our Ukrainian marketing team. They help us with uh, social media contacts, with uh, email marketing. With uh, uh, We have uh, partners who help us uh, with uh, advertising, Google ads, Facebook ads, Google analytics, etc. There, there, there is a lot of work. And also we have uh, contractors. They help us to make our texts cleaner and clearer to American customer. Because even the perfect English speaker in Ukraine he is not native, so e- even if we can prepare most of the text in Ukraine, but then we need a native speaker to to proofread it, to to make some uh, edits, to to make it sound like native. So yeah, it's uh, we have this kind of uh, international marketing team. Okay, clear. Uh, very interesting story. Thank you. And uh, and I hope that it will be even more interesting further. What uh, what plans do you have uh, for the future in terms of international sales, uh, so US and not only? Thank you for asking. Uh, we we've uh, we had uh, just one uh, e-bike model, uh, top three O, top three OI modification of this model with two hundred miles range with fifty miles per hour speed. We supply these bikes to the law enforcement units, to the couriers, to delivery services, but. Uh, being here in California, we realized that not all the people uh, want such heavy-duty technique. And we developed our new e-bike model here. And we called it Delfast California, and we launched it just a few days ago. So this is our new model, and we uh, we believe in the uh, good future of this model. So <laughs> answering your question about our plans, uh, this is our plan. We want to wider our market. We want to conquer the wider audience. Not only professional riders, but just common people who use bikes for commuting, for fun, for everyday rides. So uh, we developed this bike during the wartime. And uh, it, the frame of this bike is being produced in Ukraine, in Chernobyl City. Uh, and uh, electronics is being developed in Dnipro City, and uh, plastic parts uh, are produced in Ukraine, and and we make this bike in final assembly here in California, in Los Angeles. So it's a Ukrainian-American bicycle. We have so much work to do here in America. Yeah, so we have uh, our plans uh, for the next one or two years connected to the U.S. market only. When we will achieve some, you know, ceiling. Uh, here in the US, when we will stop in our development, then we'll, uh, of, of course, uh, closer to that point, we will uh, start exploring other markets. But now we don't see the ceiling. We don't see the limits here in the US. It's huge markets, tens of billions of dollars uh, market in America. We have a lot of work to do here. So this is our uh, strategy for the next uh, few years. Clear, clear. Uh, what were the main mistakes that you did by entering other uh, market? And uh, what would you do in a different way if you knew that it would be so? Uh, thousands, thousands of mistakes. <laughs> everything what uh, could have be wrong was wrong. Like literally everything. We had issues with uh, 
electronics, with production, with people, with uh, contracts, with marketing strategy, like small and funny mistakes. Just as an example, when we came here to the US one and a half year ago to analyze, to speak with the dealers and to analyze our uh, potential on this market, one dealer uh, saw our website and said, uh, hey guys, here is your address, like uh, whatever, 1111 uh, Santa Clarita Street, uh, uh, like a city, uh, county of uh, something, uh, like area, then zip code, then USA. He said, nobody says county here. So it doesn't matter. Everyone is writing uh, a city and then uh, state and zip code. So nobody says county. So now, guys, you everyone is see, seeing that you are foreigners, <laughs> not from from the US. Yeah. And guys, you see, you you write here USA. Nobody says USA because it's obvious. Of course, we're here in in, in, in the US. And at least if someone will uh, indicate the country, they would say US, not USA, but but just US, right? So this is like small and funny mistakes that uh, shows that we are foreigners. But we also had, of course, some big mistakes. <laughs> and uh, the largest mistake, probably the largest mistake was uh, we should have come to this market much earlier. So we should have learned everything several years before than we actually did. And to every listener to, who is listening uh, right now, us, this is my advice. Go to your target market as early as you can. Don't wait for the perfect moment. Don't wait when you have budgets, when you have money for this. Just uh, secure a minimal necessary budget for tickets, for housing, and go to the market. For the two weeks of being here in America, we've learned more than we knew during the two years being in Kyiv. So the best the best way to understand the market is to talk to your clients, yeah? Yes, yes. So go to your market as early as you can, physically. There are a lot of opportunities. So just do it. Yes, just do it. That's true. Good. Thank you. Thanks a lot for for such an interesting story and um, a lot of valuable uh, points and insights. I think that they will be help, helpful for the exporters to U.S. market uh, for sure. <laughs> thank you for having me here and thank you everyone for listening to us. I hope it was interesting and useful. Mm-hmm.